Hey all, welcome to this week's episode of the Shut Up Get Up podcast. I'm your host, Mike Muldoon. Again, thanks for coming along for the ride. Today we're going to talk about blaming, why people do it, and why we shouldn't. After all, when it comes to blaming, the late Wayne Dyer once said, you may succeed in making another feel guilty about something by blaming them, but you won't succeed in changing whatever it is about you that's making you unhappy. toxic things that you can do. And yet there are people who cannot exist without it. There are people who can only exist in this sort of victim mentality, blaming everyone for their problems, putting all their problems on someone else. Most of us don't even have to look further than our devices in our hands, you know, logging into social media accounts and finding someone airing out their dirty laundry, blaming someone for their, you know, sometimes daily misfortune. I mean, to these people, the feeling of anger is so normal that to them, that when there's nothing to be upset about, they cannot exist. They actually look for things to be upset about so they can blame them on someone else and retain their familiar state of this victimhood mindset. I know, like, how can anyone live like this? And yet, people do. So why do we do it? Why do we blame? Well, the first off, when we put blame onto others, we no longer have to take ownership on fixing the problem. We have just basically laid it off to somebody else. We have laid the blame onto someone else, which secondly, just provides some sort of gratification that the problem is no longer ours. You know, a person blames that terrible hiring manager for not getting the job. So now they don't have to face the reality of their own shortcomings and what the truth really is. They weren't prepared, qualified, or just their overall demeanor in the interview. After all, if we can convince ourselves that someone else is the problem, then it's easier to convince others as well and not have to face the truth and acknowledge our shortcomings or our own challenges. So, what is blaming? Now, I know we probably all at some point or another maybe blame somebody or we've obviously been around people who have blamed them, but what is blaming? You know, what does it consist of? Well, usually blaming consists of three parts. First, there's the blamer. Secondly, there's the incident or the object of desire or an outcome that didn't happen, whatever. There's a situation. And then, of course, the third part is the blamed, which could be a person or a place or a thing. And to be honest with you, blaming doesn't always have to involve other people. I mean, we do this with objects. You know, we put our hand on a hot stove and then we blame the stove for the burn. You know, blaming the stove, you know, for the burn it feels better than taking ownership over the fact that, you know, we failed to realize that the stove was hot. Heck, we failed to realize and take ownership that we left the stove on. You know, in everyday other examples of the blame game, you know, uh, a blamer is speeding, gets into an accident. You know, there's your incident, you know, after a deer cuts in front of them. So what does it do? The blamer blames the deer for the accident. Jeez, if that deer didn't come out in front of me, I would have been fine. Though on some sort of metaphysical level, I might propose that if the deer didn't come out, maybe something worse would have happened. But look, that's for another talk. 
You know, but let's look at another example. I mean, there's so many examples of blaming that are just constantly, you see it every day. You know, think about that relationship or promotion at work that doesn't happen because of a third party, right? You know, the new boy or girl in town or the new hire at work that appears on the scene. When things don't go the way someone expects, it's just easier to blame the third party, believing that he or she never came around. They would have been the object of the desired affections or that promotion would have been theirs. Instead of facing the fact that there's a good chance even if the third party didn't come around, that relationship was not happening. That promotion was never going to be theirs. You know, and a lot of what we're talking about right now is like the individual blame game, right? A lot of this is, uh, you know, that type of blaming that, you know, is, is developed in our younger years. It's, 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 it's a habit that we form. But really quick, before we move on and discuss all that, I just want to talk to my business owners, you know, my, my, my or my managers out there in the world. You know, you got to be careful because blaming can also be a fostered behavior as well, right? If you create like a toxic work environment where it's every man for themselves situation, you know, this can fuel a blame game, you know, as a business owner or somebody running a company, if workers fear repercussions from admitting mistakes or faults, it's going to encourage them to just shift to blame instead of taking responsibility. So like in order to create a culture of openness and allowing employees to sort of present at their best, you might have to let them fail and admit it without repercussion. Now, listen, I don't mean that if you were the owner of a hedge fund, that if one of your hedge fund managers liquidates a fund and places it all on black at the local casino and loses it all, that there should be some sort of repercussions. I'm just saying in general, at some points, people take little risks where little mistakes happen. But if a lot of times, that's a great place for discovery. You might learn things. That might have, you know, there might be things that are discovered there that are going to propel a business or an idea forward. But if people are too scared to make mistakes and step out of line, then that might hold you back. So again, we got to be careful as business owners or managers to foster an environment where blaming is going to become normal, okay? So that's just something to keep in mind there. So let's talk about where does blaming stem from, right? Well, let's think about it. Most of our habits in the first place can often be traced back to our early development. Observed behaviors from our parents who, who modeled for us, you know, maybe dad blamed mom, mom blamed dad, dad blamed everyone, etc., or any other relationships that were close that you just had and you just sort of onboarded it subconsciously or you know people who were frequently had their wrongdoings pointed out as a child can develop blaming it's just as a way to comfort themselves when they were punished or made basically to feel bad about admitting fault right it just got easier to blame others than deal with the ramifications of their actions you know, it was you who threw the baseball through the neighbor's window, but you blamed your little brother for not catching it. You know, maybe this happened. Who wants the pressure of having to face up to that when it's easier to just blame someone else and let them deal with it? Or maybe you're somebody who grew up in one of these sort of overly very high moral environments, right? Uh so, uh, you know, a lot of times we see this in people, uh, I don't want to say very religious, but very uh, conservative environments, right? They've got, you know, you've modeled this behavior being sort of perfect. And then suddenly you got caught with your hand in a cookie jar. And instead of just taking ownership of this small moment of weakness, they just go ahead and blame others for doing the same thing. Well, they were all doing it. They were all doing it because people like this 
They're just unwilling to sort of disrupt this self-image they have of themselves or even challenge that self-image that they have of themselves because how could they possibly ever be this way? That's not who I am. Therefore, me doing this had to be somebody else's fault, right? They shift that blame in an attempt to basically save face and self-preserve themselves. Don't be these people. Don't be these people. And you know if you are, because even though the the development of becoming a blamer is sort of, again, something that we onboard and it becomes a coping mechanism, how we deal with things sort of on a subconscious level, consciously blamers know when they're doing it because it doesn't feel good. It doesn't feel right. They can feel it. That's that internal clock saying, I know this isn't right, but of course they're going to hang tight to it because this is the defense mechanism that they have basically been working with their whole lives. So, you know, how do you, how do you, how do you, what are some of the characteristics of these people, right? You know, if you're in your work environment or out in the world, I mean, to be honest with you, it's probably not, you probably don't need a tell all playbook to identify these people because after all, they'll just be blaming everybody. But a lot of times people are blamed. Immediately, they're going to take, they're never going to take responsibility, right? You're going to talk to them about it. They're going to shift the responsibility to somebody else. They're just going to, you know, they're going to just move it on. It's somebody else. They're not even going to talk about it. Um, obviously, they're always going to behave like a victim, right? Oh, it wasn't my fault. So and so did it. It wasn't my fault that deer came out. It wasn't my fault that that happened. They're going to shift the blame. You know, they're going to have a hard time apologizing for their part in the situation. They're not even going to acknowledge that what they did was probably the catalyst to have this all happen. And they're going to just focus on this one little element that they believe is the reason why. And a lot of times the scary thing about people blame a lot, they're very manipulative. You got to be careful. You got to be careful these people because they're very manipulative. They're always going to want to get their story out first. They're always going to want to get their story. You know these people. You know right now, everybody listening to this, in your mind right now, you're identifying somebody in your head. You know these people. The problem is, it's not going to get you anywhere. Blaming should never be the answer. It only leads to several sort of unhelpful emotions that nobody needs, which are basically resentment and anger, whereby the person who is blamed also gets this feeling of being mistreated and wronged by you. Now, there's a good chance your stove's not going to feel mistreated and wronged by you, but people will. Nothing good comes from being a blamer. And if you're somebody who's like this, you're probably seeing a lot of times your relationships at work, personal, perfect, anything out in the world suffer. You might find yourself alone a lot because a lot of times people don't want to be blamed for what's going on around you. So here's the deal. If you recognize your behavior because you do when you do it, then there's only one thing you can really do. Get over it. Own it. If somebody calls you out on something, own it. Yeah, you're right. That was my fault. Yeah, I totally was speeding. No, it had nothing to do with the deer. You're right. I wasn't prepared for that job interview. You're right. I totally missed that this morning. You're right. I could have handled that. Now, here's the thing. That's going to feel weird to you if you spent your whole life defending yourself by 
offsetting the blame to other people. But what you're going to realize, it's going to change the relationships around you. It's going to change the relationships around you. And what you're going to find out is your relationships are going to be stronger and they're going to be a hell of a lot healthier to be in. Get up.